Shadows Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Yes, Sunday the 20th of December. Just the run into Christmas is taking place at this stage. You're very welcome to Community Radio's Kilkenny Sunday Evening Talk Sport Programme. And there's a surprising amount of sport to be talked about given the year we've had in it. We have two championship matches to discuss this weekend with uh, some of our crew who are available this evening. Well, it was a mixed weekend for Kilkenny teams on Friday evening last in Leash. Our under-20s had a disappointing loss to Galway and it was a performance that was that came up a lot short, to be quite honest about it. We'll have the match report in a while. It was much better news, of course, from Wexford Park this afternoon with the Kilkenny Miners under-17s putting in an impressive second half to defeat Wexford convincingly at the finish and move on to meet Offaly, who overcame Westmeath this afternoon 2-18-1-8 in the Leinster final on Sunday, the 3rd of January at 12.30pm. No venue yet decided, but that's most likely to be at the MW Higher O'More Park in Port. Leash is the most logical venue for Kilkenny and Offaly teams. As I said, match reports and interviews coming up from both of those games. Well, the inevitable happened in Croke Park yesterday evening when Dublin won their sixth All Ireland senior football title in a row. Mayoff did certainly give it their all, but it was not enough to overcome the greatest GA team of all time. And remember, it was not that long ago that the Kilkenny hurlers held that accolade. I will chat to some of our sports team about that game and also get their views on the two Kilkenny hurling games. Well, down Munster Way today, Tipperary and Limerick served up a very entertaining Munster under-17 minor hurling final with the game going to extra time after it finished level after normal time. Tipperary 20 points, Limerick 214. And in that extra time, Limerick forged ahead to win by 3 points, 222 to Tipperary's 24 points. They will now play Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final. Uh, with the winner playing either Kilkenny or Offaly in the All-Ireland Under-17 Minor Hurling Final on the 9th or 10th of January 2021. What a way to start the new year for some of those young lads if they had an All-Ireland medal uh, to their credit, to their name. So we'll kill that team there now. And, uh, well, we know that the uh, set-up for the National Hurling League, the new National Hurling League in the spring, uh, is now being set out. We'll talk about that later in the programme, as we will about the Provincial Hurling Championship for 2021. What's being uh, discussed there will certainly go through uh, that also. Well, the Dublin ladies, they emulated what Cork and Kerry have done in the past by winning the All-Ireland senior football title for the fourth year in a row against Cork on a score of 110-15. to And in fact, Sinead Hearn created history today by becoming the first lady to collect the cup four years in a row. Well, of course, what the men can do, the ladies can do every bit as good. Uh, impressive uh, performance from them uh, this afternoon. Although I was watching that game and I thought Cork did contribute to their own downfall, the concession of that penalty was totally needless but Cork were flagging in the second half and Dublin were just simply uh, ran away from them a lot of the time. Liam Kelly O'Rourke will join us later for a roundup on the other sports this weekend including soccer and rugby. Uh, some big soccer matches played there today and uh, some going on at the moment and uh, results not to my liking. Horse racing was in Torres today and we'll be joined by uh, Bear Scott later in the programme with all the results. But we'll start off with the game in Port Leash on uh, Friday night. That was Kilkenny and Gol 
Galway in the uh, Leinster Under-21 Championship. Remember, uh, two years ago, Kilkenny were beaten by Galway in the first round after um, after Galway had uh, the advantage of an early game. Last year, Kilkenny beat Galway after Kilkenny had the advantage of an early game. And we were wondering, was the fact that Galway came up against Leash, albeit a very uh, weakened Leash team, a week ago, would that be a big factor? Well, let's see what the, how the game went. Leinster under 20 hurling championship, Galway 19 points, Kilkenny 111. When the mentors of both of these teams brought their players together just over 12 months ago, little did they think that they would have to wait a full year to play a competitive game. COVID-19 impacted so much in 2020, including this under-20 hurling championship, so it was with a sense of relief to finally see the competition commence. Going into Friday evening's game in Port Leash, the Galway players, well the bulk of them anyway, were coming off the back of minor championship wins over Kilkenny in 2017, a semi-final, 2018 an All-Ireland final and 2019 an All-Ireland final. Kilkenny did get the better of Galway in last year's under-20 championship, so the young cats headed to Port Leash with some degree of optimism. Galway had the advantage of a game against Leash in Port Leash one week ago, although Leash provided many opposition to the Westerners, getting a game under their belt in Port Leash also was a decided advantage. Kilkenny came cold into the game as they were not allowed, like other counties, to play challenge games. There was nothing between two evenly matched sides for much of the first half as the game ebbed and flowed from one end of the pitch to the other. The O'Moor Park pitch was a bit sticky and clearly very different to the way it would play during the summer, but in the circumstances it was in fine condition. Galway grabbed the first point from Sean Neary, but that score was quickly nullified by Kilkenny captain Conor Heary, who had a fine first half. Both teams were guilty of needless fouls during the opening 30 minutes, with Donal O'Shea, Galway and Owen Gilfile Kilkenny in unerring fashion from freeze. It was tit for tat scoring during the first quarter. Both sides used the ball well and with each playing with an extra defender, defenders were generally on top. At times the Galway full back line though looked a little jittery, but Kilkenny failed to capitalise. A second Conor Heary pint and another from Owen Cody ensured Kilkenny were well in the game during the first quarter, but after Heary scored his second point in the sixth minute, no other Kilkenny player would score for the remainder of the game, bar Owen file. That little statistic tells its own story. The sides were tied at not 6 each at the end of the first quarter and at not 8 each after 24 minutes. Kilkenny had a couple of goal-scoring chances during that first half, with one blistering effort from Owen Cody being brilliantly saved by the Galway goalie Derek Fahey just before the interval. It was a big let-off for Galway. The Westerners made a big move in the closing stages of the first half, hitting three unanswered points through two Donald O'Shea frees and another from sub Sean McDonough to lead not 11 to not 8 at the interval. Kilkenny made the perfect start to the second half with an old Gilfile goal after two minutes, after good work by Stephen Donnelly. The James Stevens player immediately added a point from a free to edge Kilkenny ahead. That though was as good as it got for the Northsiders and reigning Leinster champions. Galway controlled the rest of the game as the Kilkenny effort wilted. By the end of the third quarter, the Westerners had regained a three-point lead, but more importantly, they were dominating all over the pitch. Owen Gilfile briefly gave Kilkenny hope with a point at three at the start of the fourth quarter, but it was to be a false dawn. Kilkenny struggled as Galway continued to build momentum. Both sides introduced five subs during the game, with Galway getting the better return from their reserves. The Northsiders were not helping their cause with the concession of numerous frees, many of the careless variety. With a free-taker of Donald O'Shea's ability around every indiscretion was punished with a plum with the Galway corner forward scoring 11 frees over the hour. In the end, despite the margin only being 5 points, Kilkenny were well beaten and in truth by a much better team. It is difficult to win any game with a return of just one three from play and with only three players scoring. Galway, on the other hand, had eight different scorers during the game. There was still a fair bit to admire about Kilkenny's efforts for much of the first half, but bar the early stages of the second half, it was a disappointing night for the reigning Leinster champions. The first round game against Leash undoubtedly helped Galway, but their overall hurling skill, team work and work ethic was of a higher level than Kilkenny's. 
It was a tough evening for the Kilkenny mentors because they could only judge players on club games and training. Despite Friday evening's loss, there are many fine players on this Kilkenny team and they will have better days in the future. But the real challenge now is how can they be transitioned from under 20 to adult inter-county? And that's a big gap age-wise. That's the big question and one that must be addressed as quickly as possible because Kilkenny needs a conveyor belt to supply the senior team in the future and these young men have a lot of work ahead in order to cope with the rigours and demands of senior inter-county hurling. And I only need mention Limerick in that regard to understand how far they have to travel. Final score from Port Leash, Galway 19 points, Kilkenny 111. CRKC text line on 086 353 is sponsored by taxback.com. Yeah, that's our text line, the taxback.com text line, 086-353-7782, if you've any comments to make. Yeah, disappointing night it was, surely, in Portlaoise on Friday night. After the game, I spoke to the two managers. First up is uh, Kilkenny's Derek Ling. Uh, congratulations, Derek. Uh, you'd be disappointed with that because, I suppose, a solid first half, maybe lost away five minutes before half-time, and then a brilliant start to the second half. So yeah. you would have been disappointed with the collapse. Well, I wouldn't say collapse, but the Galway yeah. took over. No, they did. It was frustrating, and it's um, you know I think we just gave away some freeze, and maybe Galway just got back into the game and kept putting the pressure on. And to be fair, they probably upped it as well. But look, I need to probably look back at it and, and kind of see where because it did look like we were in the driving seat there to start the second half, and we thought we could kick on. And we were we were indisciplined in the sense of we gave away an awful lot of freeze. We did, yeah. Look, maybe, I don't know, Nicky, it's probably lack of match practice then as well. It probably came back to contest a little bit. We haven't, you know, I suppose that was our first game since September now. And, um, I mean, you're you're trying to replicate that in training. It can be difficult and you bring in refs and everything else. But look, I suppose you give away freeze for a reason too and uh, maybe we're under pressure now. You know, I have to say, the players, they kept fighting till the very end and I don't think it was a lack of a lack of effort or application sometimes um, these things happen but we'll have to learn from it you know we'll have to and like the last two years the team that got the game first came out best and I'd say it was a, it was a big factor even if Leash were weak enough last week it was still a big game for Galway and they had it in Port Leash I know absolutely it's just look it's not an excuse in our, like we, we knew coming into it we weren't going to have the game and uh, the fact it, it would have been nice to get a challenge we weren't allowed kind of with the with restrictions and everything else but look definitely travelling down here last week getting a game under our belts certainly we would have learned a lot from it as well and um, but unfortunately it's not it's not an excuse now what it's, do you think they're a good team. Like I mean, they're all uh, what I, you know, they're very, very strong players, one to fifteen. Um, you know, some of them hard to believe that they're under twenty. You know, physically, I thought they were, you know, quite developed. Um, whereas I think probably down to, down the centre for us, we were probably physically strong, but after that, probably not as not as strong. I I would think. Um, and look, lads will develop further in the next couple of years, and I would have. I would have huge hope for a lot of those players we have tonight, and they'll learn from that. Um, but one game in a year is not going to help. That's the problem. We need we need more games really at this level. And I know there's conversations going to be had about under twenty and under twenty one. It's so important for players because if they don't, we had one game this year and that's it now. And we had probably twelve months of training now with COVID and everything else. That's the way it landed. But they need games and need games. And um, look at that's I suppose that's for another day. But what do these Kilkenny lads have to do now at this stage, Derek? Because I mean, you've been through the senior side. You know what they know what preparation has to be. These lads have a lot of work ahead if they're to retain, get up to senior level. 
No, they're absolutely they have, yeah. And like I said, a few of them physically will develop in the next couple of years. Um, no doubt about that. And I suppose Nicky Luck, it's, it's, back, it's back to the clubs and it's back to kind of working themselves and everything else. And I mean, the problem with, from under 20 is that there's a big gap now between under 20 and senior because the physicality of senior hurling has gone through the roof. Like you look at, you know, you look at Limerick last week and they, you know, kept Watford at arm's length and just physically were so dominant. So there is a big gap there and I think there's probably, I, I don't know, maybe a need for a development squad or something like that for, for, for that age group and to keep, keep working with them, keep working with them because they will get better. There's no question about it, but they, yeah, need, look, to be, they need to be brought uh, Just to finish up, look, it's been a bit of a surreal year. One game is it's hugely disappointing like that, but yeah, we're dealt a hard hand to be fair to you this year. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it, the, the draw is chopped and changed, Nicky, and everything else, but um, look, we gave it our best shot, and that's all we could do, and it's disappointing. Um, love to get a crack at it again, but look, at, for this year, that's it now. Thanks, Derry. Thanks, Nicky. Uh, that was the Kilkenny manager, uh, Derek Ling. Now, after the game, I also spoke to the Galway manager, Jeffrey Linsky. Now, he already he coached Galway to win the minor All-Irelands in 2017 and 2018, defeated Kilkenny in the semi-final in 2017 and they defeated uh, Kilkenny in the All-Ireland final in 2018. Now, Galway also defeated Kilkenny in the 2019 final, but uh, he wasn't Jeffrey, but moved on to the under-20s. And as he will tell us here, he took a lot of stick for the loss last year, so he was ultra-determined this year. Jeffrey Linsky, you have the... Uh, the you have the beaten Kilkenny again. You're getting into the hammers of this now. I know we beat you last year, but you're back on track. We're, we're back on track, yeah. I got a lot of uh, the criticism last year after, after that defeat, and... Uh, it's been a long 18 months, but we've worked very hard as a coaching team and as a group of players over the last year and a half, really, uh, to put that right tonight. But this night last week against Leash, while the opposition might have been weak, it was a big night and an important night, and that was a big advantage going into this evening's game, as you know from last year. Yeah, look, we, we were in the same situation as the last, last year, playing a championship match before you come into your first proper competitive one. It's going to stand to you, you know, and I think for us, even for the Kenny lads, it's disappointing. You have a few lads there who won't get a chance to be under 20 again. And hopefully when things settle down, that they look at their own Robin, you know, for the 20s and, and give them proper uh, number of games and playing programme that would allow them to develop further. Well, look at your team, was in good... Now, Kilkenny put it up to you maybe for 25 minutes, but the game started to slip from Kilkenny maybe five minutes before half-time. It looked as if they had it resurrected at the start of the second half, and then you guys pretty much dominated the rest of the game. Yeah, I think we held them to just a goal from playing the second half. I thought our match sharpness and our fitness levels were probably a bit better uh, than Kilkenny's, and that probably down to the championship match uh, last week, you know, and look, the lads are probably just together for their first time with Derek Ling and Peter Barry and Michael Rice. They learn like I did last year and they will learn quick. Your centre half back is an incredible young man. Yeah. He's going off to Croke Park tomorrow to play for the Galway under 20 footballers. One has to admire a young man like that. Look, uh, Connor is an outstanding uh, fella and person uh, and brother and uh, player for Galway at both codes. And uh, I was immensely proud of him there tonight, you know, the way he displayed. Uh, and, and late in the second half in particular. And look, I wish him the best of luck tomorrow with the footballers in goals, and I'm very proud of him. Your players are developing well. Now, you have a couple of lads there that didn't play in the minors over the last couple of years. I saw that new players coming on board. Maybe some players are still a little bit young, like Greg Thomas and people like that yet. And, uh, but there's, there's a huge amount of talent. Now, transferring that into seniors, I suppose, as someone who has been always involved in the developmental side, that's going to be the big challenge for a lot of these players. Yeah, look, it's a four or five year process for them, but we need to give them a, a Keynes program. Um, like the gym is fine, but they need games. You know, that's what we all, the buzz out of there, out of the lads now uh, for the next couple of days. Training will be a lot easier next week 
and uh, we know Nicky no more Kenny Kenny are great at, at developing lads you know they have no problem sitting on the bench for three or four years they learn the hard knocks and, and then they're ready you know you look at TJ Reid I think he was he was late enough in his development and then he took over and now he's probably one of the best hurlers in the country to finish playing in the Leinster Championship game here in December just a week out from Christmas it's a bit surreal and uh, but such is the times we're in yeah, look, we, we as long as we got a game, I didn't mind. You know, we got to be grateful for the time, the opportunity that we got from, from the lads in Crow Park and, and Leinster, you know, for organising this. The pitch is absolutely fantastic out there. It's a huge testament to Port Leash and the lads, uh, the pitchmen. And uh, look, we're just delighted to be playing a game, hopefully, on, on the 3rd of January. Jeffrey, good luck to you. Thanks. 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 Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, that was uh, Jeffrey Linsky, the manager of the Galway team. Now, Galway will now play Dublin. Uh, in a week or two in the Leinster final while in the Munster final it's Cork against Tipperary I think that's on next uh, Wednesday night so clearly Galway have an opportunity here if they win the All-Ireland this year to go level with Tipperary Cork and Kilkenny but those three counties are on 11 titles each Galway are on 10 uh, Limerick are on 6 Clare on 4 Waterford 2 and Wexford 1 their sole title in 65 but Kilkenny is 2008 since we won an under 20 under, now called under 20 of course under 21 under 20 title so it's a another year gone and it makes it I suppose the, the gap opens up a little bit again but certainly we can have no excuses on uh, Friday night the better team won and they did have the uh, edge over us I suppose at minor level and I suppose they go into the All-Ireland the, after Leinster now they'll go into the All-Ireland final if they defeat Dublin and I'd expect them to beat Dublin although Dublin are likely to probably have Luke Swan back from the footballers yesterday but that young man that played uh, centre half back against Kilkenny on that last Friday night Conor Flaherty it was good for him. He had a great game yesterday playing for the Dublin under-20s in the All-Ireland final in Croke Park. And that young man and his family had a tough year of it. Um, lost their dad. So I suppose for him, it was uh, it, it ended up as a great weekend. Still a number of hurdles to go, I suppose, on the hurling side. Dublin and the uh, winner of Cork and Tipperary, if they get over Dublin. But um, that's for them now. So for Kilkenny, it's back to the drawing board. And I think Derek Lean got it in one that there's a need for some type of developmental squad as well or panel for a lot of those younger players to bridge the gap. There's a big gap between under 20 and uh, senior level. We'll take a break and we'll be back with uh, Kieran Muldowney, who was on duty for us down in Wexford Park today at the under 17 minor Leinster Championship game. Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Yes, you're very welcome back to Talk Sport. It's 25 past six. And uh, down today in uh, Wexford Park, Kilkenny under-17s travelled to play Wexford in the first round of the Leinster Minor Hurling Championship for 2020. Yes, it's that strange year again. Kieran Muldowney was at that match, so we'll hear Kieran's report, then we'll have some uh, interviews and we'll chat about the game after those interviews. All yours, Kieran. Thanks, Nicky. Yeah, 23 points to 14, a storming second half in which they outscored Wexford by 17 points to 1-2 uh, laid the foundations for this Kilkenny started well and despite the concession of a first minute point to Corey Dun- Dunbar uh, they answered with 5 consecutive points Billy Drennan with 2 frees and 2 from play the latter an especially good sto- score following good work by Garrow Dunn uh, a point then by Dunn so Kilkenny lead 5 points to 1 after 6 minutes but from here to half time Wexford completely took over Ian Byrne at centre-forward was orchestrating everything, along with Conor Foley, who was outstanding at centre-back, and Ushin Pepper at midfield. Ten unanswered points saw Wexford lead 11 points to six in the 26th minute. Uh, Billy Drennan did point a free just before half-time, but at half-time it was Wexford who led 12 points to six and plenty to do for Kilkenny. 
he kind of started the second half well Dennis Welsh and Billy Drennan both pointed from play in the opening minute and the Cats had the gap narrowed back to four however disaster struck when Luke Murphy found the net for Wexford free in the Kilkenny half forward lane was overturned and Wexford won the won the ball and got it back down the field a long delivery into the square broke to Murphy and he finished with a ground shot from close range 112 to 8 points in favour of Wexford with 25 minutes to go the Kilkenny response was brilliant points by Billy Drennan the outstanding Killian Doyle Harry Shine Drennan again uh, saw Kilkenny narrow the gap back to 3 points 112 to 12 points in favour of Wexford after 40 minutes wing back Cahill Byrne Formed up the field for Kilkenny in the 42nd minute and we were down to two before Keen Byrne, Wexford's best player, he got their first point of the second half in the 43rd minute and at the water break it was Wexford who led 113 to 13 points. On the resumption again then Drennan with four more, three frees and an outstanding score from 60 yards from play had Kilkenny in front with those consecutive scores. 17 points to 113 in favour of Kilkenny with 48 minutes gone. Timmy Clifford and Dennis Welsh embellished this work in the 51st minute with two more and Kilkenny led by three, their biggest lead since the early stages. Shamie O'Hagan got Wexford's final score in the 54th minute before Kilkenny finished very, very strong. Garrow Dunn, Billy Drennan, Killian Doyle and Drennan again, how fitting it was that he got the final score. In between this, Harry Shine had a goal disallowed rather... Uh, unfortunately I thought but it didn't matter in the wind up as I said Nicky an outstanding second half from Kilkenny saw them over the line 23 points to 114 Well after the match Kieran spoke to the Kilkenny coach Jimmy Marr and the manager Richie Mulroney Jimmy Marr Kilkenny coach great win well done Thanks very much, Kieran. Uh, look, coming out to Wexford Park, you know yourself, uh, you're always going to be met with a, a huge challenge, and uh, it was very tough. Conditions weren't easy in that first half, and um, young lads stuck at it. Uh, might have broke down once or twice in the first half, but we stuck at it with a, a way of playing, you know, and uh, we worked on it a good bit over the last couple of weeks and months, and uh, came in at half time, had a chat with them, and, and stuck to the plan. Just good composure, good use of the ball, find the player in the best position, and, and, and we take the score. And look, we racked up, racked up uh, 23 points today. We're in the Leinster final and uh, look, we're delighted, absolutely delighted. And it, it wasn't plain sailing, Jimmy. There was times there when it looked like it was getting away from Kilkenny, but you're obviously impressed with the character shown by the players. Oh, totally, totally. Listen, these are a fantastic group of young lads, and um, you know, we're very lucky in Kilkenny that we have really good hurlers, man. Really, really good hurlers. I, I genuinely believe that. And this group of young lads coming through will will have great careers with Kilkenny. They have fantastic attitudes and they apply themselves very well. And looking forward, Jimmy, obviously, you know, focus was obviously all on today, but Leinster final to look forward to now. Leinster final, uh, we play uh, Westmead or, uh, or Offaly in the Leinster final, and uh, that's also doubling up in, as an all in semi-final. So we have uh, that game to look forward to on the 2nd or 3rd of January, and please God, it goes ahead. But obviously, delight your big feeling today. Oh, absolutely, Mull. Uh, like, 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 you know, you'd, you put in 13 months of work, you know, and you didn't think you'd be playing on the 20th of December, but sure, it's a great start to Christmas, Mull. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. No bother, boy. Thanks very much. Richard Mulrooney, great win. You must be delighted. Yeah, delighted, Kieran. Um, this is a good group of lads, and uh, it's been a stop-start season. Started, I suppose, 13 months ago with trials, and um, just didn't want to leave Wexford Park without them showing the potential that they have. Uh, great start. 
difficult second quarter. Um, I think Wexford scored nine in a row throughout that first half, but our response in the second half was absolutely fantastic, particularly after Wexford scored a goal to go seven ahead. I mean, it's not an adult team we're dealing with here. It's 16 and 17-year-olds, and for them to knuckle down after going seven points behind and to win the second half by 17 points to 1-2 um, just shows great, great character. Uh, character, Richie, and, and also composure and confidence in their own ability. Yeah, I mean, look, we have five from last year's team, and I, they re- I thought the five of them really came to the fore in the second uh, in the second half. Uh, Zach Bay Hammond, Billy Reid, Timmy Clifford, Dennis Walsh, Billy Drennan, they really went at it in the second half, and they were very much backed up by the others as well. But just just look at it. it's great to be in the Leinster final, Kieran, and uh, please God, we can get over Offaly. And in your chat with the boys out in the pitch after the match, you mentioned training Tuesday night. It's always a lovely thing to be able to say. It is absolutely fantastic. It is. It's, the one, it's the one thing that's on your mind when you're coming to a knockout championship match. We'll be, we'll be, be back next week. And even though it's going to be the 22nd of December, um, there'll be a pep in everybody's step now. And a good way to start Christmas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Richie. Thank you. Yeah, that was Richie Maloney talking to our own Kieran Maloney. So well done to Richie and Jimmy Mara and all the team. Uh, Kieran, they're now going to be playing awfully. Uh, they had a 218 to 1-8 win over Westmeath uh, today in uh, Mullingar. Um, awfully were behind for a while then Westmeath. I know Westmeath and both teams lost the player. So Kilkenny will go into this now. Given the way they played today, how do you assess? Because it was a game of, to some extent, two halves. Well, it was very much a game of two halves, Nicky. And, you know... Sitting in the sand, we knew the wind was strong, but it's only when I was out in the field afterwards talking to the lads that you realise just quite how strong it is. And it's always strong down in Wexford Park. It doesn't matter if it's July or December, there's always a breeze blowing down towards the far end, say, from ourselves. And it was very, very difficult in the first half. Now, in the very early stages, say, the first six minutes or that, Kilkenny used the ball brilliantly. They were crisscrossing, they were putting it in space for lads to run on to. Uh, they were taking on their men and just popping it to the fellow who had the, the, the easier shot. And they were doing that well. But then Wexford took over. Richie mentioned it there about the second quarter. It was even earlier than that. It was from about the seventh minute until half time. They scored 10 in a row. And, and they really took over. But you see, when you're playing with that wind, you can pop them over from farther out the field. And uh, Kilkenny were able to do that in the second half. Once uh, Billy Drennan put Kilkenny in front uh, on the, what was it, the 48th minute, from there on then they were able to chip away with points from out the field he got a couple himself from long range Timmy Clifford got one uh, Dennis Welsh and the moving of Giroud done out to the half forward line was a big help too but you know the wind was a factor but Kenny certainly played very very well in the second half Yeah and uh, Wexford you know they will be disappointed because they had a lot of momentum coming into the second half and wind or no wind I thought the manner in which they were carrying the ball in the first half that they would, they would cause us trouble but we got on top of that game very quickly and we were comfortable at the finish yeah, there was a few of us in the stand and we had a chat about how Kilkenny were struggling, say the half-back line in midfield were struggling, but they kind of took over the second half. I thought Cahal Byrne had a great second half. Billy Reid and Liam Lacey powered into it. Killian Doyle was brilliant in that second half. He played really, really well. And that gives you a good platform from which to attack then. And, uh, you know, the, the forwards then were able to work off of having more possession and better possession. Um, you mentioned Brexford there being disappointed. I think Nicky did be first disappointed with the first half. They scored 12 points and drove 10 wide. There were six up at half time. That could have easily been 10 or 12. And some of those wide were, you know, there were easy enough chances. So I, I'd imagine that's probably where they're more disappointed. Now they go in against Offaly in uh, two weeks' time. What do you know anything about Offaly, Kiran? 
not a huge amount other than, you know, it, it's very hard to tally it, but I would have been involved with the Leash team uh, at this particular age, we've said three years ago in the Forest group. And uh, look, Kilkenny is going to this game as rage and hot favourites, but Offaly have done huge work with that group in the, in the intervening period. They're now, you know, they're, they bear no resemblance to what they were three years ago. Um, I remember Leash played them a couple of times during that time, and, you know, they, they beat them pretty comprehensively. Offaly turned that around into a 12 point win when the two teams met in the minor championship and as well as that you see at minor you're backed up by your best 16 year olds as well and awfully have a very good group of 16 year olds so it's um, it, it's going to be a totally different team you know if you're looking on past results or past form lines you think you're going to win this easily but they're not going to win it easily and you know the management will realise that too of course and the big game down Munster way today was the tip and uh, Limerick which went to extra time Limerick uh, prevailed by a prevailed by a goal at the end now they play Galway Galway coming in against Limerick with no game having been played so they're they're at a distinct advantage there disadvantage I should say of course yeah well, it's probably a disadvantage they're used to you know Galway and Tip um, would have been the two best teams in this particular age group up along uh, closely followed by Kilkenny I was surprised that Limerick beaten Tip today I thought Tip would win that game I have to say I was very impressed with them a couple of times I saw them over the last couple of years uh, but sure, look we all know the story with Limerick at the moment uh, they're on a high and you know you just you can't beat winning the senior win last weekend would have given these by some spur and uh, you know they got there today uh, I think it went extra time, didn't it? It did go to extra time, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. Limerick now are after beating both Cork and Tipperary, so that they go into the Galway game in fine fettle. Oh, they do, absolutely, yeah. Look, Galway will be what Galway always are. They'll be an excellent team, but you just can't underestimate the benefits of the match. Today's match will stand to Kilkenny. Uh, today's match will stand to Limerick as well. And, uh, you know, we're in for a right championship. This is competitive now. There's, there's some very good teams in it. OK, well, that game uh, with uh, Offaly takes place on uh, Sunday, the 3rd of January at 12.30pm, most likely in Amour Park in Portlaoise, and uh, Kiran is likely to be at that again now, so uh, for us. Kiran, cast your eyes back to Friday night. Uh, it was a different story on Friday night, Disappointing appointment is probably one way of describing it. Yeah, sure. Look, Nicky's the overriding emotion coming out of the game. I thought the first half, we were okay. You know, it was eight points all at one stage. It just slipped a little bit before half-time. Uh, Galway got three in a row, an 11-8, and, you know, we never ever really looked like making an impact on the second half. Galway took over. I thought we fouled a little bit too much and gave away some, a lot of frees, and some of them were handy. Um, you know, the, the touch wasn't 100% at times with certain players you know look the players gave it everything Nicky but you have to hold your hands up and say this is an excellent Galway team they're able to pick from three winning All-Ireland minor teams and uh, that's a huge store to be able to pick from and uh, you know they're a good team Absolutely and as Derek Ling said also and I know this is not referring to your new role at County Board now but from, from the point of view of senior players we're now at the stage perhaps where we need some type of developmental squad because after 20 years of age which is not a board and og issue by the way but it's uh, after 20 years of age it's a big gap to seniors for a lot of these lads so they need some developmental time there under somebody who's able to help bridge the gap whatever that gap is uh, you, you do yeah this is you know I would have always had great time for the Intermediate Championship over the years look it's obviously gone by the wayside now but you're right we do there, there is a bridge that needs to be built in order to get lads from that particular age group up to potentially being senior hurlers, some of them mightn't make it until they're 22, 23, even more. Uh, so there is there is a little bridge to be built there. There's also one to be built with 
lads who are say on this year's minor team but not quite ready for next year's under 20 team there's a there's a little bit of work I don't know whether you call it a B panel or a rookie panel or what you'd call it but I think something something in there is very very important too um, you know if you cast your, your eyes over the squads from last uh, from Friday night and even today you know not many players from the city take the borough out of today the village had only one sub Lachlan's I don't think had anybody on the panel and it was the same Friday night there weren't huge amounts from the village the borough of Lachlan's so you know if they, if those powerhouses are not supplying your players then you know you're, you're probably going to be in trouble but there was an awful lot of junior players on both teams you know you'd like to see the stronger teams I would agree entirely with you I'm sure it's an issue we'll take up tomorrow night very briefly then Kieran, uh, you obviously saw the Dubs winning six in a row last night they are just uh, they're something else aren't they you have to hand it to them Ah, you do, you do, you know, and the frightening thing, Nicky, is they're probably getting better, and people talk, you know, I mentioned it a few times in our programmes, this Dublin team winning six in a row, sure, it's not the same team at all, it's completely different nearly, well, almost, from the team that won the first of the six. Like, even this year, they were able to introduce Paddy Small, Robbie McDade, uh, Sean Bugler, uh, into a starting 15 of a team that's won five All-Ireland's. Uh, not many other teams but if do. there's any consolation and I'll finish on this it did take, in, take bringing Brian Howard and um, the, the corner forward guy from uh, Kilmacud Crokes um, his name Paul is Mannion Kent. Paul Mannion yeah uh, it did take them two coming on to, to really um, turn it for them at the end of the day and credit uh, yeah. to Mayo because they deserve credit my god how, how they have put up with this for so long <laughs> yeah uh, they do they deserve great credit for they keep coming back every year and look there's no shame in being the second best team in Ireland. I know people would say they can't win a final and all that, but at least they're getting to them, which is far better than a lot of other teams are doing. Uh, they have some great footballers and they play some good football, but Dublin are well able to, you know, you mentioned bringing on the subs last night. On other nights, on other days, they were able to bring on, you know, Karma Costello, Kevin McMenamin, and they'd finished the job. They, they have any amount of good players and they'll lose 20 of them in a good match and the 20 lads will win the match. All right, Kieran, thanks for that. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night. Okay, that's Kieran Maloney. He'll be in tomorrow night with uh, Kieran Airy. We'll get Kieran on the phone in a minute after the uh, this break now to talk about um, the the matches today and, uh, and Friday night. Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City, eighty eight point seven FM for top class sport. Yes, you're very welcome back <coughs> to TalkSport here on Sunday evening. Now, joining me on the line now is Kieran Neary. He'll be hosting uh, TC Towers World of Guild Games tomorrow night. But quick chat this evening, Kieran. Let's start with uh, maybe the disapp- get the disappointing one out of the way first. Uh, Friday night, uh, we weren't that we really were. We struggled, didn't we? Yes, yeah, struggled big time, Nicky. Like one three from play in sixty minutes is very disappointing, and only a goal from play in the second half. Um, it's just like I, you could see. They were trying, the lads were trying to implement the game plan in the first half but just the second half just completely ran out of steam and lads were now with ideas so um, very disappointing and the 13 year gap now between winning an under 21 and now the under 20 championship goes on and it's very worrying for us going forward It is and of course of course we didn't help our cause by the fact that we were doing so much fouling as well No and that's that, it was very disappointing to be honest Nicky to see how much freeze we gave away and needless freeze as well um, like there's there's ways of defending and I just thought they were lazy kind of careless fouls and um, it's like just yeah it's just the indiscipline was probably one of the worst things to take away from the game for me 
I think the worry is, and I mean, Derek Ling alluded to it as well. I mean, these are guys you would expect, and there's still good hurlers in that group. I mean, we've seen them playing with their clubs, getting them to transition from uh, being under 20 inter county hurlers to potentially inter county senior hurlers. It's not going to happen overnight. There's a there's a pathway there that needs to be developed, and it's something we just have to do here in Kilkenny because they're not going to just move on to a senior team anymore because it's a year less. They were 21 in the past, now they're 20. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing, Nicky. We were just talking about, like, if you look back at our minor team that won that bet Limerick, and you see what Limerick are after driving on to, to do compared to what we did, and the way they just basically steamrolled us in the under-21 final that time, like, we just seem to have a problem really progressing our players from minor level to, uh, on, well, under-21, now under-20 level, and it's very, very worrying, Nicky, to be honest, and that's something we need to really figure out how we're going to do it, because otherwise we're just going to be left behind the Munster teams are getting stronger and you know um, Galway the same they seem to be able to progress the players from minor to under 20 level and for us it's very worrying well month under 20 is gone for this year but at least we're still there with the minors they had a competitive first half and certainly they were playing against a strong wind you were probably listening to Kieran and Muldowney there but we did come good in the second half I thought we might and uh, we won we won handy enough in the end I thought yeah, we did, Nicky, and we could have had three goals as well added to the, the 23 points, but any half you score 17 points, whether you're a winner against, whether you have a winner, it's just a normal game, is a fair return, and I thought we really, really clicked. You could see in the first half we were under pressure, but you could see that what we were trying to implement, but um, finished very strongly, and Tony conceded one too in the second half as well. It was very impressive, so I think that team, to be honest, Nicky, is going to get better now with that game and stand to him, and I think a lot of players underperform today but the game will stand to them they probably need a small bit more hurling in them and um, hopefully they'll kick on now into the Leinster final yeah and they have two weeks yeah they have two weeks now before that game this is two weeks I think it is in uh It'll probably be Portage and it'll be against Offaly. So uh, I think, you know, Offaly got scored 2 18 today, so I think Kenny will go in as favourites. They shouldn't take them for granted. No, definitely not, Nicky. And this is a, probably a team that um, a lot of people in Offaly are hoping that they can progress out of Leinster. Maybe it'll be a team that they can build on in a couple of years' time, you know, that kickstart their, se- their senior team again. And um, look, it's, it's great to see Offaly back in the Leinster final uh, against Kilkenny, but we'll be hoping now that we can kick on and if they can get through. Get, get in against Antrim get to an All-Ireland final and it's a great opportunity for that group of players Yeah well there's no semi-final there the winners of Kilkenny and Offaly go straight into the All-Ireland and they'll play the winner of uh, Limerick and Galway so that's going to be a tasty semi-final on the other side maybe we're, lo- we're fortunate to have missed out on Galway on this occasion Definitely Nicky and you look at Limerick that's was it seven seven Munster finals They've been in seven Munster finals in eight years. years yeah that's right Yeah and after winning two or three so yeah. really are a juggernaut this this the talent seems to keep coming it seems to be a conveyor belt coming but they're obviously doing the hard work at the at the underage level and they're getting their just rewards now Absolutely well listen uh, we'll stick you'd go to the big ball with you last night now we were tic-tacking on WhatsApp during the course of the game you have to stand back and admire Dublin but uh, my god don't the Gull or the Mayo people and the players they have put up with some amount how, how do they keep coming back? Ah sure it's unbelievable Licky, to be honest like um, I felt sorry for Mayo to be honest they probably they were well in that game and then just the strength and depth of Dublin and if you give if you give them half a sniff at all they just capitalise on it and that's what happened yesterday um, but like you said I don't know how we may all keep coming back year after year and it's just a great test of character for them to come back with that hunger every year and they are a credit to their county and a credit to their supporters 
but you have to hand it to Dublin the way they bring in on a couple of new players each year and uh, but as I said to Kieran Muldowney bringing on Brian Howard and Paul Mannion that was still a, an important uh, move by, by Desi Farrell because they actually turned the game finally in Dublin's favour they did I thought Brian Howard was exceptional when he came on he really got stuck in and he got a grip of that middle third and he was driving far, and you can see him as well and when a Mayo man got it he was one of the first lads to get stuck into him to tackle him and when he won a free or whatever, he was driving them on again. But like we were saying at home, you're looking at the lads on the bench that didn't even talk out. You had Paddy Andrews and uh, McManaman there as well. Like, right. You know, an All-Ireland winner for him and dug him out many times and they can't even get in the squad. So it'll just tell you the talent to have and you can only stand back and admire him. Absolutely. All right, Kiran, we'll let you go and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night. Thanks, Nicky. OK, that was uh, Kieran Airy. We'll try and get our man Barry Henriquez on the phone. All right, sorry, we'll get Liam Kelly Rogue first. Yeah, evening to you, Nicky. How's okay, it going? go ahead. You should have some results for us. Yeah, we'll do. And we'll start with a game close to your heart at Old Trafford. Unfortunately, uh-huh. the Leeds come. <laughs> the desperation in your voice. Unfortunately, the Leeds comeback did not happen or materialise. And Manchester United won a, a cracking game, six-two. Scott McTominay, Bruno Fernandes, and Victor Lindelof of all people among the goal scorers there. So that just shows you how poor defensively Leeds were. Elsewhere, Leicester City put two past fours in a two-nil victory and it finished one apiece between Brighton and Sheffield United. A late Danny Welbeck goal there, rescuing a point for Brighton. One game to come at 7.15 at West Brom against Aston Villa. Celtic, well, they were made sweat, but they did pick up a uh, quadruple treble, they're labelling it, by winning the Scottish Cup today. They drew three all in normal time and extra time with Hart, and it went to a last gas penalty, but they won by two on penalties there. And, of course, we did have Champions Cup action as well. Just one Irish province playing today, Connacht. Uh, Pat Lamb coming back to town actually with Bristol Rovers and uh, his uh, former side are trailing unfortunately Bristol lead 19-3 that's coming up on 59 minutes played the other game was uh, Racing 92 and Harlequins with the French outfit winning there 49-7 that's it Liam good man thanks Nicky thank, thank you very much yeah. Liam ok that was our man Liam Kelly O'Rourke there and now we'll get, try and get Bear Scott on the phone in a moment ok we have the racing results now from Bear Scott Thank you, Nick. Well, the race today was a thirdless. For the first race was 12.30. One by number three, Ascari at 10, 6 to 5 favour. Second was number six, Minister for Sport, 15 to 2, 7 ran. The one o'clock went to number three, Key Commander, 14 to 1. Second, number two, Get a Day, 9 to 1. And third was number six, Dubai Devils, 40 to 1. The one thirty was won by number one, Jack Dillinger, 6 to 1. Second, Number two, shoe time nine to one, and third was number four, Dakota Moiret sixteen to one. The two talk was won by number ten, Galloway's this five to four on favour. Second was number eleven, Mighty Blue twelve to one, and third was number seven, Plastavoges at fourteen to one. The two thirty this was won by number three, West Cork Wild Wave seven to two favour. Second was number two, St. Daru, 5-1. to one. And third was number 13, Staminet Chope, at 12-1. to one. Three o'clock went to number three, Frontal Assault, 2-1 to one favourite. Second, number six, Born Patriot, 17-2. And third was number nine, Exit 11, at 33-1. to one. Finally, the 3-30 went to number two, Flame Bear, 4-1. to one. Second was number one, Fred Tun Shemin, 11-4. And third was number eight, perfect attitude at nine to two. That's it, Bert. Okay, good man. 
Well, it's about five minutes to go and we won't get Barry on the line at this stage and uh, Pat hasn't been here this evening so we'll carry on to the end of the programme. As I said at the outset there, the National Leagues, well, they are planned to start on February the 27th and 28th with the final on April the 10th and the 11th and uh, they have a spare weekend in there. There'll be no semi-finals or finals in any division uh, but the, f- the winners of Division 1A will play Division 1B. Now, listed in the document I have, I'm not sure if these are final teams but Division 1A are Limerick Water for Galway, Cork, Tipperary and Westmeath and Division 1B Clare, Wexford, Dublin Leash, Kilkenny and Antrim so as I said the winners of those uh, will play winners of A and will play B just in a straight final and that's the expectation there now when it comes to the actual uh, hurling championship for the Liam McCarthy Cup it will be a knockout basis like this year there will be the following teams in Leinster Kilkenny, Galway, Wexford Dublin, Leash and Antrim and in Munster there will be Limerick, Waterford Tipperary, Clare and uh, Cork and in, in Leinster's case the two beaten quarter finalists will play off for the first round of the qualifiers so there will be qualifiers and there will be relegation to the McDonough Cup uh, this year so it's going to be or next year I should say which is just around the corner so teams will not get much chance to rest they'll be back in action so it does mean that club competitions will be back at the second half of the year the main competitions of course we don't know what's happening uh, in the rest of the early part of the year but I'm sure we'll find out in time from the county board There'll be no sport next Sunday evening. We're taking the evening off. Joe Byrne will be with you a little earlier, about an hour earlier next Sunday evening. And I will be with you on Stevens's Day between 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock uh, playing the best of music. But I'll also have racing with Bear and soccer uh, with uh, Jim Cash. And now Jim's... Um, Soccer tips didn't go too well at the weekend. Uh, Derby, uh, Rotherham was called off. Newcastle drew with Fulham. And I'm afraid Leicester beat his Spurs side 2-0. So, Jim, you will do better next weekend. I have no doubt whatsoever when we're chatting on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to leave you there now, as I said. Not not, not here on next Sunday evening. But with you on Stevens's day between 11 o'clock and 2. We'll have good music and good sport. And Joe Burden is coming up uh, next on the programme. And I see they're already sending in requests for Joe here already. And I'm going to just finish we normally don't play music on this program but uh, this is from Anne Murray and it's Christmas wishes and my Christmas wish for you is that you'll all be safe with your families this Christmas it's tough times so do enjoy Christmas thanks to all who helped the sports team during the year we will be back of course uh, very uh, towards the end of the year because there's plenty of games starting in January so until then and I'll talk to you next Saturday God bless and take care